for tuning in to this new episode of the 35K Day Podcast. I'm your host, Michael David, also known as MD. Today, as with any episode, I ask one thing of you. If there's something about this episode that helps you, inspires you, compels you, intrigues you, changes you, makes you laugh, makes you cry, makes you think. Like, follow, subscribe, and I would love it if you would leave a review to let other people know what they could be getting into when they dive into an episode with me. Outside of that, today is going to be a mic drop. That's me, the mic, and you. This is one of the three new elements that we're going to be making up of the 35K Day podcast because there are things that I just want to share that I feel could help you. Things that I have learned, things that I am learning, things that I'm researching, and things that I have come through or are going through that I believe can help. Very transparent, very honest, and very raw. And what a lot of you will get to know is that I'm mentality internally is very binary, it's very black and white. Sometimes it comes across really harsh, but that's what it takes to push through the BS that so often we get distracted by on a daily basis from the things that can really help us become a better version of ourselves. That being said, the other two segments that the podcast is also going to add is one, the one-on-one interviews. When I get a chance to sit down with some really amazing, inspiring, aspiring, cool people that I'm friends with, that I know that are both famous and infamous and not so well known to people that I cross paths with that literally just inspire the socks off of me. And I want you to hear their story of how they went from where they were to where they are and the decisions they had to make to get out of the funk, to get out of the junk, to get out of the hamster wheel and the spirals that can so often keep us held back in life. But it's all the same things that we all deal with, but there are people that have these pivotal moments that use their greatest power of choice to reach a new level of life. And that's what I want to hope to do with the one-on-ones. Then the third segment is going to be really cool. This is the relationship roundtable where it's going to be myself, my guy Hunter, and also female guests to where we're going to talk about relationships. And I'm talking from dating to marriage, divorce, friendships, professional relationships in the workplace, and anything and everything in between with no topic off limits. Because I do believe that when it comes to relationships, our most important element to our human nature, that we so often get things wrong, take things too personal, and come at things with the wrong perspective that so often destroys relationships that mean so much. But also, to gain a new perspective from different genders, different ages, different generations, and different experiences that I believe is going to produce some of the greatest, helpful, fruitful, inspiring, entertaining, and oh my God, did they just say that moments with the Relationship Roundtable. So welcome to the 35K a day podcast. Let's do the mic drop. Today, I wanna talk about how to practically reach a goal. I have been one of these habitual goal seekers my entire life when it started when I was 11 years old, when I became a cyclist. 
and began to pursue things that I personally had an interest in that were not things that my parents were trying to get me to do. And so many things that I've really gone all in on in my life, I really excelled at. But it wasn't until, of course, we get older that we look back and begin to peel the layers and start to connect the dots on things now that you've got some wisdom. At least I hope I have a little bit. But no matter if it's New Year's resolutions or it's literally making a lifestyle change, what really sparked this episode today was a discussion with a friend of mine who came to a point in life where they were now going to start getting themselves back into a healthy place by doing a workout, by getting the nutrition on track. And they were kind of contemplating, were they going to do 75 hard, this uh, mental discipline program by Andy Frazella, uh, to not really sure how they were going to approach it. And we kind of were going back and forth. And it really just sparked within me and rekindled in me these conversations that I have with people a lot in the professional uh, space that I work in, the consulting that I do uh, with entrepreneurs, with athletes, with people that are just trying to navigate their way through life. And so I wanted to sit down and, and honestly give you six pillars that I hope you write this down or I hope this makes sense to you that to consider and think about and execute on and I also have a couple of book recommendations for you that I believe will be truly the encyclopedias to help you succeed when you truly want to reach a goal in your life that you set. So here we are, MD six pillars of how to reach a goal, a real goal, legitimate goal, not one of these, uh, this sounds good to say because we so often do that because we want to either just sound good to ourselves in our head or we want to impress other people. And that actually is pillar number one, your why. Why, what is the purpose? What is the real root of why you're going to pursue a goal? Well, I touched on this a little bit on episode 30, but let me reiterate. The last thing you ever want to do is pursue anything because of somebody else. Case in point. I'm going to prove these people wrong. I said I was going to do this and they said you can't do it. Therefore, I'm going to really go in and do it. But here's the problem. That level of why as a foundation is one of the most <sighs> setting up for failure that I could ever say. Because the problem is you're no longer doing this for you. You're, you're dedicating your, your soul and changing your lifestyle putting your time, energy, and often money into something that you're, you're doing it for the purpose of somebody else's opinion. No, 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 no. Don't do that. You want to do it because you want to prove yourself right. So the purpose of why you're going to set out to accomplish something in life that's going to require a lot of you, do it to build your self-confidence. Like I was talking with my friend, we're talking about this, and yes, there, there are a lot of goals that we can say, and they even said, I'm, I'm maybe considering 75 hard, but I just don't know if I'm ready for that yet. And I applaud the self-awareness because, to be honest, I never would have set out to do an Ironman without ever having, do, ever having done a triathlon before. Never. Let alone the body recovery. What the, the, the brutal abuse your body takes doing an Ironman is unreal. It's an out-of-body experience. 
It truly is. And those that have done them know exactly what I'm talking about. But to ride your, or to swim for 2.4 miles in open water, ride your bike for 112 miles, then run a full marathon of 26.2 miles in one single day. It sounds ludicrous when I say it. But you have to work your body and your mind up to even be able to say, I can do this. Because if you, if you stepped on the line to do it, you are putting yourself and your health at significant risk if you've never done something like that. So I say this because her self-awareness is saying, I don't know if I'm going to consider doing 75 hard at first, I believe was a smart decision for her. Now, whatever your why may be, build your self-confidence, health reasons, financial reasons. Maybe you just want certainty in your life. Maybe you just want to challenge yourself because you need, in your life you're feeling uh, some stagnation. You need to kind of ruffle the feathers a little bit within your own life, whatever it is. Make sure that your why is rooted on bettering you. It's not for optics. It's not for approval not for proving other people wrong. Because look, here's the thing. If you ever do anything where it's rooted in the opinions of other people, the approval or negative spaces, but especially proving other people wrong, if, if, you're, if your foundation is already created out of negativity, it's not going to go well. Besides that, by the time you actually reach your goal and you're going to be looking for those people to go, ha ha, see, told you so, they're not going to be anywhere to be found because... You have done such incredible growth and made such progress in life, you can't even see them in the rearview mirror. And here's the honest truth. They really don't care. They don't care whether you succeed or not. So don't waste your time or your purpose on people that don't really matter. Do it because it's going to improve your life. Do it because it's going to make you healthy. Do it because it's going to give you certainty. Do it because it is going to make you a better person. That's pillar number why. Pillar number one, have your why crystal clear. Write it down. Make it in front of you. Whatever it is that you have to do because your why is going to have to be prevalent because there are going to be days when you don't feel it, the days that are a struggle, you're going to be challenged and tested and you have to be able to revisit your why in such a clear way that when you see that why, doesn't matter what gets in your way, you're going to do it because you have to crave the results so intensely that the work is 100% irrelevant. Let me repeat that. Crave the results so much, so intensely that the work is, irrele is irrelevant. Doesn't matter what it takes. Doesn't matter what obstacle happens to come in front of you. What distraction may come across does not matter. You're so convicted. You're so committed to yourself and your goal that nothing is going to get in your way because you crave the results. It's like I told my friend. Getting into bettering themselves using a workout, the real ultimate benefit is not going to be the physical. The real benefit is by sticking to a promise you made to yourself. That's called self-discipline. Because if you focus on, I'm just going to start working out, you, you're going to have days where you feel like you've worked out enough. You're going to have a point where you feel like you've paid enough towards your goal. 
and you're going to negotiate yourself out of it. But if the goal is something more intrinsic, like, okay, I want to save, you know, uh, $1,000 in my savings account. Okay, but what's the real why of that? You want to have some, some financial certainty. I want to have $500 buffer in my checking account. Maybe it's a thousand, maybe it's 10,000, maybe it's $100,000, whatever it may be. It's not the dollar value that's important to you. It's the certainty that, that having that money is going to give you because that's going to give you the ability to breathe. So if it's the working out, okay, what does working out really give you? Okay, it'll, it'll change your physique, sure. But what does it really give you? It gives you a sense of accomplishment. It gives you a, a, a sense of self-worth and self-esteem but self-confidence and discipline comes by sticking to the promises you make to yourself, regardless of the obstacles that can get in your way and test you and tempt you to not follow through. Your why is absolutely critical. So whatever your goal is, write down your why. Put it on your mirror, next to your bed, on your phone, in your car, in the fridge, in the pantry, on your computer screen, whatever it may be that needs to remind you all the effing time what your purpose is, why you started this goal, why you committed yourself to this, because you're going to need that. Pillar number two, do not seek approval. I have a buddy of mine, very close friend, who did 75 hard. Didn't post about it at all. And only told three people. Because he told me, I'm not doing this for anybody else but me. This is it. And I applaud that because, we, you know, we so often want to uh, share the things that we do. Because there's a sense of us where we want some validation. We want some attaboys. We want some good jobs. But he was so dedicated to sticking to this. He really didn't want anybody to know. And I thought that was one of the most incredible things that he could have done because that's when I knew how serious he was. Because the funny thing about our brain, human nature, we, we are averse to risk. We're averse to threats. We're averse to being uncomfortable because our natural state is taking the path of least resistance. That comes to our primal nature of just trying to survive in the Paleolithic era or whatever era it was so we wouldn't get eaten by a T-Rex or we wouldn't starve to death. So we err on the side of safety. That primal design of our wiring in our brains still shows its face. So when we begin to step into things that challenge us and make us uncomfortable, we're naturally going to want to gravitate towards and be enticed by things that put us back into a comfortable state. Now, oftentimes, you know, people are like, oh my gosh, like it's so hard to stick with this. Well, I mean, let's be frank. Let's be real. Let's be Pete. And no, I'm just kidding. I don't know. I don't know who Frank is. I don't even know how he even got into this whole thing. But anyways, just kidding. The day that you commit to doing something and it's going to require more of you than what you're currently giving your life you are going to be tested. Your commitment's going to be tested. Just to see, are you really serious enough to be committed to yourself, to stick with it? If you're wanting to save $1,000 in your checking account, 
You're going to see ads for the sales of some of your favorite items. You're going to get invited to take a trip, to go out to dinner, to do all these things to tempt you, to get you off course from reaching your goal. And the point is not to say, oh, okay, well, you know, YOLO. No. Crave the results so intensely that the work is irrelevant. Doesn't matter that you have to skip dinner with some friends for a couple of months because you want to save that money because your sense of certainty financially is way more valuable than cocktails and apps with your friends for two months or whatever time frame you give. And look, your friends may even say, oh, come on, man, like whatever. No, see, they're never going to understand what your goal is and what you're doing because it's not theirs. So you can't expect them to understand. Oh man, that's, oh man, you, oh man, you're cool, man. Like you, you'll keep saving the money. You'll, you know, just start up next week. There's always going to be a reason why you don't have to do it or you don't have to start or you don't have to finish. And everybody around you may mean well. And it's not that they want to sabotage your goal. And we'll talk about that later. But your goal has to be so important to you that you don't need approval. You don't need an attaboy. You don't need validation. You just need the goal and you. So pillar two, don't seek approval. Pillar three, set mailboxes is what I call them. This term came from when I was a triathlete. And for me, I was the natural cyclist. That's what I did. But when it came to swimming and running, I was not hydrodynamic, nor was I aerodynamically affluent and, and efficient as a runner. I am 5'8", built like a brick. And I'm competing against guys that are six foot three and svelte like a gazelle. They're all natural runners. And for every one stride of theirs was three to four of mine. So on the days where my body hit the proverbial brick wall, as those runners and athletes understand, when my body all of a sudden, when it was 109 degrees outside, and all of a sudden I get chills, it's because my body was basically in the, in the point of shutting down was dehydrated, which if not taken care of properly can be extremely dangerous. <laughs> but I certainly didn't do Ironman because of the safety reasons. I did it because it was the huge challenge, but it took me a long time to get my body ready to even say, I want to sign up for that. But even after all the training and all the racing I'd done, when I signed up for the race and paid my entry fee, I was nervous as shit. There was still the, oh my God, I don't know if I can do that. When I had done it all the time in training, all the time. But racing is a little different. You have a much higher expectation of yourself because you know that you're going to want to go all in. You're going to know, you, you know, you're going to want to outperform and you want to come out on top. You want to do your absolute non-negotiable best when it matters, when it's you against the clock and a thousand other people. But mailboxes came because when my body had hit the wall and that finish line was so far away, you couldn't see it, you couldn't feel it, you couldn't hear it. If I didn't give myself a goal that I could see, measurable, 
within distance that every time I took a stride, as slow as it may have been, I could see and feel that mailbox getting closer. So what I would do, MD, just get to that mailbox. Just get to that stop sign. When I got there, good job, MD. And then I would focus on the next one. And that's all I did. Because if I didn't do that, I would have quit. Because the distance between where you are and where you want to go seems so big and so ominous that it's going to give your internal negotiator who wants to sell you on that timeshare of comfort, it's going to make it sound real good to the point that in that moment of pain and discomfort, second-guessing yourself and everything you're going through, and you don't know how long that pain is going to continue, that timeshare of comfort starts to sound and look really good. And that voice begins to get really loud, very convincing. Grant Cardone convincing, if you know what I'm talking about. Brad Lee convincing. Zig Ziglar convincing. But when you set those mailboxes, whatever that goal is, so let's say you want to save $1,000. Okay, based on what I make, based on what my side hustle is or what I can do as, as side work, I know what I can do. So every week I'm going to save X amount. Now, one of the things I've heard a lot of financial people say is that a lot of people don't save money until they start making a certain amount of money. But the thing that I've learned and other people that they've said this is if, if you're making $100 and you can't even save a dollar, you don't have the discipline even when you're rich. And I remember when I heard that and I was like, wow, because I had the mentality too. I'm going to start making, I'm going to start saving money when I have extra money to save. Well, we as humans and in our society, as we make more money, so does our standard of living. It goes up. So you're always in the same predicament. It's proportional. You make more, you spend more. You make a little bit more, you spend more. That's just how we are. It's a power of purchase. It's part of our psyche. So you've got to set those mailboxes so you can check them off because checking off the mailbox, acknowledging the win, and this is going to be a pillar, is to be able to acknowledge wins, you have to know what those wins are. You have to put in place things that you can measure because that gives you a goal to reach for that's attainable, that's directly in front of you, that every time you repeat it, you're going to end up reaching the big goal. The next seven days, I'm going to go to the gym for the next seven days. Now, you may have, I want to work out every day for 90 days, but that's a big goal. And that's a huge bite that you just can't chew. So I'm going to focus on seven days. Then I'm going to focus on today because that's what the mailboxes are for. Small, short, achievable, measurable Goals that you can accomplish that repeatedly gets you to your big final goal. So that's pillar number three, set mailboxes. Pillar number four, foundations. And this is critical. Anytime you're creating a new habit, setting the foundation is going to be the most important. And in context, I'm going to use my friend that I was talking to today. I said, look, you're going to want to start working out. And this was a person that had worked out before, been very consistent I said, your brain's going to be connecting and rethinking back to when you were like full on go mode. Well, your body is just not there. 
but you're going to want to expect yourself to be able to perform at that level. I said, so if you try to do that, you're going to tap out because it's gonna eat at your self-confidence that you're not where you used to be. And the only way to achieve a goal is do not look back in the rearview mirror about what you used to do or how you used to be. That will sabotage your progress. That's why the windshield is bigger than the rearview mirror. So what I advised is the most important thing in creating a new habit is the foundation of consistency. So this is what I told her. Every day, go to the gym for 15 minutes and then leave. 15, that's it. I don't, care if you, I don't care if you have to drive an hour to the gym. Go for 15 minutes, then leave and do that for three weeks. I said, because what that's going to do is that 15 minutes may not sound much, but this is huge in laying the cornerstones of your foundation about this new lifestyle change and this big goal that you actually want to accomplish. Small steps, small bites. Because by being such a short little period that you're going to go into the gym and you're barely going to get warmed up, and then you're telling yourself, you just earned the opportunity. You showed up, you worked out, and now I can go. Okay. Huh. Wasn't as hard as I thought it was going to be. Then you do it the next day. I'm going to work out today, but I'm going to work out for 15 minutes. Then that 15 minutes is up, you leave. And you do that for three weeks. Start the process of building the foundation of consistency. That is the most important. The workouts don't matter as far as volume and intensity and all the things that you could do in a workout. Consistency. Because what's going to happen is you're going to find yourself enjoying the fact that you're coming for only 15 minutes and then you're leaving. Maximize the 15, do whatever you want to do. I don't care. Because the workout itself is not the important element here. It's showing up. There are days where I don't feel it, the emotion. I don't feel like I'm in the zone. I'm not like carrying like the biggest motivation to really power through a big workout day because maybe my brain was just taxed. You know what I do to maintain the consistency? I just show up. I go in the gym. I'm going to do 10 minutes. And I'm going to tap out because I just don't have it in me to do the full on MD workout. And that is okay. You're never going to be hundred percent every single day, but I'm hundred percent going to be committed to following through because here is what you do. You make it to the point where you actually look forward to it. You just show up. That's it. Maybe if your goal is to save $1,000 over the next 90 days and you break it up over each week and each day, okay, then you know what? Put, take whatever amount it comes to in a day and then put that in an envelope or transfer it to your savings account just today. I'm gonna do that today. I'm gonna put that money in there today. Boom, done. Because here's the next most important part and this is pillar number five. Acknowledge the wins. You have to acknowledge and do not overlook the wins, the mailboxes that you reach as you make progress because if you do not, you will lose hope because why bother? It doesn't feel like I'm making progress and I don't really feel like I'm winning anyway. So what does it matter? Well, see, this is why it's important why you don't do it for other people's approval. That is short-term 
in its ego-based, in its vanity. Acknowledging the wins of your own effort that only you know really what it took to do what you did is the only acknowledgement that truly matters. So when you put that money in the checking account today, or you go to the gym and you, and you have your 15 minutes, look in the mirror at yourself and tell yourself, good job, because I know what this took. This is a new path in life and you did it. Then have something material that you write down what your goal is and then physically check it off and inside your head and verbally acknowledge what you just accomplished because that is going to fuel your fire and your desire to want to continue. Because if you don't acknowledge the wins in your life, the world certainly is not because the world doesn't even care nor notice the little wins that you do for yourself on a daily basis. And until you become accustomed and habitually aware of your own wins because of your own effort, you're never going to feel self-confident. You're never going to have a sense of self-worth. You're not going to have zero shred of self-esteem because all of these things deal with yourself. Therefore, you must do the things for yourself that improve who you are. Acknowledge your wins. This is so critical. And it sounds corny. And it may seem like, oh, why, is that, why does that really matter? It matters because your voice matters. How you feel about yourself matters. People in life could have shredded you to made you believe that nothing matters, which tells me that words matter. The voice that should be the loudest and your biggest fan should be you. Therefore, you must give yourself viable things to acknowledge that you had to accomplish when it wasn't easy, you stuck with it, you followed through, and acknowledge that. Because here's what else is going to happen. As I said, crave the results so intensely that the work is irrelevant. Because the underlying biggest result and impact that you're going to be finding by following this through your path of creating new habits that are building a new version and a better version, a stronger version, a bigger version, a more successful version of you is the fact that every time you follow through on a promise you made to yourself, you're building a level of trust and dependability on you that when shit goes sideways, things crumble in front of you and the rug is proverbial yanked out from underneath your feet and you start to wonder, oh my God, what the fuck am I going to do? You now know that you can depend on yourself because you've been doing things in training that show up on race day. You know you're going to be prepared because on the days when you felt like it didn't matter, it actually did. On the days that were super hard and you didn't know if you could find the time, you find the time. Because it's not the workout that you're doing this for. It's the better version of you on the other side of every single mailbox that is molding you and making you and transforming you into that person that is finally the most dependable and most trustworthy person on the planet that will always show up for you when it matters most. 
That is why you do things like create goals that stretch you and challenge you. Because too often we're waiting in life for somebody else to make us feel worthy when we must do that ourselves. And that only comes from the things that we do, the actions that we take, and taking these pillars and putting them in place that make significant impact in you, in your mind, your thought processes, and your perceptions of yourself in the mirror. Because every day you show up, you you look at the mailbox, you reach the mailbox, you cross off, you actually surpass the mailbox, and you acknowledge the wins. And the more wins that you begin to acknowledge and the more wins you begin to accomplish and the more wins you begin to collect, you now actually feel like a winner, which means more behaviors are going to be put in place in every area of your life. And you are going to finally feel like a person that is capable of a person that has strength and a person that is, has the ability to show up no matter what is put in front of you, no matter the conditions or the people around you. That is why this is important. Pillar number six. And this one is a game changer. Always do one more. One more rep. One more set. One more dollar. One more minute. One more phone call. One more email. One more DM. One more post. One more page. One more hug. One more I love you. One more good job. One more you matter to me. One more. Always do one more. Every set, every day, always do one more. The reason this is so important to you and why this is so important to your progress and building this new version of you is because every time you go to the limit and you reach your mailbox and you do one more, you're moving that line in the sand even a little bit further. That's proving to yourself that no matter how hard it gets, you still have the capacity to go a little bit more. No matter how hard it hurts, no matter the justifications of why you don't have to do it, this is what builds mental resilience and endurance that you know beyond a shadow of a doubt, it does not matter what it feels like, what it sounds like, what it tastes like, how much discomfort it might bring. But doing one more gets you one more step to your goal. Because you're so willing to reach for the result so intensely at the work, the number of reps, the number of phone calls it takes, the number of emails you might have to put in, the hours you have to put in, one more visit. It's irrelevant. Because the thing 
is not the thing. The real purpose is the why. That's why it matters. And I'll say this. What if you mess up? What if? What if there's a day where you just don't do it? You negotiate yourself out of it. You give in. Take that as the lesson because it's not going to be easy. I mean, shoot, even on uh, 75 Hard from Andy Frazella, I suggest you, you get the book, read about it. It's online. It's on social media. Look at the premise. But you have 75 Hard. You dedicate 75 days to two workouts a day, 45-minute indoor, 45-minute outdoor. You drink a gallon of water a day. You read 10 pages of a, of a, a self-improvement book. You take a progress photo, and you stick to a diet with no cheat days, no treat days, and no alcohol. And if you miss any one of those things, I don't care if you're at day 74 and you miss one of them, you've got to start over at day one. Because what that program is designed to do is uncover where we lack discipline. And those few tasks seem so simple. Like, a, like an Ironman, you're going to swim, ride your bike, and run. But to have to do them every single day without fail, regardless of the holiday, regardless of the workload, regardless of anything that might come in to disrupt. But when you crave the result of finishing 75 hard so intensely that the work is irrelevant, you'll be like my friend who completed 75 hard straight through. He was so committed to it. And I'm telling you, this guy, and he even said, my workload didn't change. My daily demands did not change. But how I prioritized my day did. And he goes, I didn't realize how much time I wasted. And the mental benefits that he's feeling about himself is immeasurable. It's not just because of 75 hard. It's because he gave himself a set of tasks that he committed to following through with on a daily basis. That's huge. So if you mess up, that's okay. Look at it as a lesson. Don't be defeated. You're human. But you look at what got me off course today. What justifications did I, did I convince myself to believe while I fell short of my goal? What did I do? Don't beat yourself up about it because it's the next meal, the next workout, the next day. There's the clean slate. You take it as a lesson to see where, why you need to stick to this. We all fall short on so many things. But when you do things like this to give yourself a goal, that's what you're ultimately doing. You're giving yourself the ability to start to purge like whenever they purge gold. You find gold, you, you, you mine it out. It's, it's, you can see it, but there's other impurities in it. You got to put it in the fire. And that fire, when it gets to temperature, all those impurities rise to the top and then you got to scrape it off. And you got to pour that molten gold into a mold to become the gold brick or the ring or the bracelet, whatever it is you're trying to create. But you're not going to be able to find those impurities when it comes to a lack of discipline, a lack of self-esteem, a lack of certainty, 
a lack of positive habits that build a better version of you without putting yourself to the fire and finding things like this that are self-inflicted. So you're always prepared for when life really throws you a shit sandwich. That is how you reach your goals. These six pillars. Determine your why. Don't seek approval. Set measurable mailboxes. Build your foundations. Acknowledge the wins and always do one more. Those are the six. And I can't forget the two books that I highly recommend you get that will change your life are this. Relentless by Tim Grover. From good to great to unstoppable. This guy was a performance coach of some of the greats like Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan, and a list of countless others. And I suggest you read the book. The other book is by a guy named Ed Milet. And the book is called The Power of One More, The Ultimate Guide to Happiness and Success. These two books, to make them part of your transformation and your journey and to equip you mentally to see just what you're capable of from the power within your own mind, regardless of your upbringing, regardless of conditions, will change you. Hands down, 100%. There we go. Guys, I hope this helped. If this was of value, please share with your friends, social media, whatever it may be. Like, subscribe, and please, I would love it if you would leave a review about what you think about the content that you get from this show. It would mean the world to me. I love feedback. And if you have any topics that you would love for me to share, to talk about and give you my perspective, drop a DM. I love that. Because anytime I do public speaking, I love the Q&A part. Because those are things that matter to you that I would love to give you my two cents on. And take it from that. Guys, thank you for tuning in to the 35K a day podcast. You are going to make 35,000 decisions every single day. They are the common thread into building and creating every result in your life. If you want better results, peel it back and focus on the things that ultimately drive those decisions. 